0: touchdown. i gonna get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's
1: game time on ESPN, central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Garrett Ross.
0: As we gather two of everything to put on our, out, our, our, uh, our arc. <laughs> Holy moly! How about the rain today?
2: Yeah, I was just looking outside. I'm like, man, I'm gonna grab a Piro or something and go hit up the
0: golf course. <laughs> go paddling out there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you could go fishing in the fairways. Yeah, you could. So it is. Uh, it it meant seriously. If you are out and about, be careful. Yeah, be careful. So. Anyway, welcome into a soggy Friday afternoon edition of Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the rain through. We've got a football game tomorrow. Very true. we got a football game at high noon right here on ESPN Central Texas. I think it's going to go away tonight. I feel like I've heard
2: around 7 o'clock is we're going to see this disappear.
0: See, I was, uh, I was, you know, I talked to staff meteorologist John Morris, and he was telling me 6. Okay. Well, then he, he would know. Yeah. He would know. Yeah. Uh, so, because he was talking about the, he, he said something about the serious clouds, and I said, "Yeah, they are pretty angry, Very serious. Yep." <laughs> uh, so we have serious clouds, and we have barometric pressure, and just a whole mess. We of have things. a whole lot of things going on. So, yeah, there's there, folks. There's rain. It's Friday. It's springtime. What do you expect? It, uh, but exactly. you know, it's it's going to move through, and hopefully. Yeah, it's supposed to move through this evening, so uh, we've got we we've got things to do. So, uh, we in Our our program will begin at 11 with our tailgate show, which will actually not originate in the tailgate area. It will originate in the visiting radio booth. Not bad. Not a bad so, spot. We'll, we'll hang out up there, and we'll have uh, John, JJ, and Ricky on the program. John Warner from the Waco Trib will drop by. Jerry Hill from the Baylor Insider will be a, a, a guest on the program, so we got some stuff. Uh, for you tomorrow, uh, Q is going to join you and I, and, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll have, we'll have some fun, and we'll uh, we'll dive in and dig in, and talk a little bit about the, this Baylor football team. I'm looking forward to it. And It's also kind of like a, a precursor to what to
2: expect on every Saturday as we you know get closer to this football season.
0: All right, <laughs> boy, this is no fun, but here we go. <laughs> just, I guess it's it what we do. I guess it's what we do. Yesterday, and, and and it started.
3: Pretty Surprise. steady yeah. yesterday, yeah.
0: yeah, and I would say more yesterday afternoon for us. The reports, and, and I'm not even I'm not even going to call them reports yesterday. Uh, I would say speculation, speculation, yeah, uh, thoughts, <laughs> uh, hope for yeah, some, yeah, crisis for others, <laughs> yeah, for depending on where you live, <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's conversation on social media about Coach Mulkey. And LSU. Correct. Today, it changed gears a little bit. One thirty this afternoon, the local newspaper in Baton Rouge, The Advocate, posted a story. I, I went uh, and did a little more looking and digging. And, and I'm you know, we're doing our due diligence here. We're, we're talking to people. But, again, let's be honest. The truth of the matter is Coach Mulkey knows. And probably the athletic director at LSU knows whether or not this is legitimate, whether, whether it was exploratory, mm-hmm. you know, whether there's any, any, any footing to these conversations. I don't know. And, 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 and I, people who can go, who say they know, right. they don't know.
2: No, they don't. I spoke to two people in that area, prominent people in that area today, and I've gotten, well, it, it, this is happening, and I've gotten, well, the longer this draws out, I'm not so sure. So I think everybody's kind of in the middle riding the fence right now to see exactly what the truth is behind this.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's one report uh, in in the uh, in the newspaper in Baton Rouge today came out at one thirty said that there was substantial mutual interest between LSU and Coach Mulkey, but that doesn't mean she's leaving for Baton Rouge. No, it doesn't. And uh, to me, like yesterday when we were kind of
2: talking about this when everything was surfacing, I was like, well, would she really want to go and rebuild another program somewhere?
0: Well, you know, competitors like challenges.
2: Yeah. Well, and also as a more of, more so as I got to thinking, really this morning when more smoke started coming out about this, it would be a, so much easier to rebuild somewhere now because you have access to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. So I don't think if it, it would make that big of a
0: difference if that's something she chose to do. Right, WWLTV has an article on their uh, on their website, as does. WBRZ TV. So the television stations, the radio stations, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of conversation going on in Baton Rouge, Louisiana about uh, coach Mulkey and, in uh, LSU. And again, from a factual standpoint, which is what we're trying to do here. I'm telling you there apparently appears to be interest between LSU and coach Mulkey, what the level of interest is. I don't know. And what the level of interest from Coach Mulkey mm-hmm. back to LSU is, I don't know. But it's clear that LSU has an interest in Coach Mulkey.
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, she's from the state, right?
1: Like, mm-hmm. everybody
2: there Tick knows. Fall. Yeah, they, they know exactly what she is about. And if you have an opportunity to bring a coach of that caliber that is a native of your state
0: to the biggest school in, you know, in the state, you're definitely going out of your way to do that. Uh, I mean, even in the the news, the uh, television uh, online article said, uh, you know, Coach Mulkey grew up in Tech Fall, won a national championship as a player, as an assistant coach at La Tech. She's gone on to win three national titles at, you know, just went right. on. It, it, they know the story. Yeah, she's she's, yeah, they, they know her story. I mean, there's no question about it. Whether she wants to leave a program that she has built and I mean, literally built from from the ground <laughs> yeah. up, and, and won three national championships. You know, I don't know, but the the conversation is there. It's it's and again, I mean, you want to talk about all over their uh, social media sites, mm-hmm. but when when it when it started hitting the newspaper and the television stations, you have to pay attention to it. No, and, you do, and, and so we'll follow it. We'll see. Uh, and again, what the because they report there's interest. Does not tell you the level of interest, right? Uh, and and I don't know how anybody would know unless Coach Mulkey or the athletic director at LSU told the media this is the level of interest. Well, uh, yeah, and that's not going to happen. I'm pretty no, it's sure not you're
2: going to let something come out, right? Like if you're LSU, you're going to sit there and and feed little crumbs, right? And saying, well, she's she's probably got interest here. You're going to do what you can to build up the anticipation down there and the excitement around it.
0: Yeah, uh, they you know there's reports that Coach Fargus – the LSU women's basketball coach, has cleaned out her office and that she's headed to Las Vegas to become the president of the uh, WNBA Las Vegas Aces. But that's not confirmed yet either. I mean, so there's a lot of moving parts here. The bottom line is there appears to be interest between LSU and Coach Mulkey. And again, until the AD comes out and announces that there's interest or Coach Mulkey Announces their interest, or mm-hmm. Coach Mulkey denies. Uh, you know right. this deal's done. You know what? All you can do is is speculate, and that's what I hate to do. I mean, I know we're a talk show, but you know, you're talking about people's lives, right. and, and you're talking about a staff, her staff. You're talking about players. There's all kinds of things that that have to go into consideration here.
2: Well, no, there really is, and then you, and then you got to think about. You know, you just brought in a grad transfer from Alabama. They did. She. Let's be real. She's not coming here necessarily for Baylor. She's coming here to play for Kim Mulkey. Yeah, that that is what it is. And so you got to think about you know that. You know, there's so many layers to this. But at the end of the at the end of the day, if she decides that's the best move for her and her family, thank you for everything she's done here, and
0: good luck. Yeah, we'll see. And again, I mean, it just it it circles back to. Once, for me, once it started hitting newspapers and televisions in Baton Rouge, television stations in Baton Rouge, you know, you have to pay You have to pay a little more attention to it, and that's what we're doing right now. And we've we've talked to some people in Baton Rouge, and when you get conflicting stories, that's where you just go stop. Yeah, we're stopping. I mean, when we know, we will know, and we want to. We want to be very careful in reporting fact and not just speculation. I can sit here and speculate all day long. Why does she want to go? Uh, well, she may want to go because she wants another challenge. She may want to go because it's her home state. I, you know, that's just pure speculation on my part. But with that in mind, those would be a couple of reasons that she could potentially want to, to, to make a move. And, you know, she if she does, she has her reasons. Absolutely. And, so, I mean, and,
2: and, and, and you know, into, on the opposite end of that, if she decides to stay, she's got all the reasons in the world that she chooses well, to stay. Yeah, she's of. got
0: a heck of a job that, you know, that, that she, she built a program. That wins, period. I mean, again, we've talked about this a million times, Garrett. You just almost assume she's going to be an elite eight basketball team, which is totally unfair (laughs) on our part, but that's where the program
2: is. That's where they set the bar is set so high. Right. I I
0: mean, you, you, this is no other way to enter a season without thinking that. The expectation. For Lady Bear basketball is incredibly high because for twenty years they won around here. <laughs> That's all you know. I mean, come on, <laughs> it's so, a winning culture, man. Anyway, we will we will honestly do our very best to keep an eye on it. We're not going to get into he said, she said, mm-hmm. we said, they said. We're going to try to give you some fact as it becomes available to us. So there you go. All right, uh, ten minutes after four, it's four ten. Welcome to Friday. We are off and running. This is ESPN Central Texas.
4: Nobody has a
5: better selection of light and heavy duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always
4: cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Scattered showers and thunderstorms ending this evening. Then we'll start to see clearing skies overnight with lows falling to 54 degrees. The weekend looks beautiful with mostly sunny skies on Saturday 76 and sunny and warmer on Sunday in 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
6: Baylor Baseball all season long here on the home of the Bears ESPN Central Texas
7: the Bears open a series in Lubbock tonight against the Texas Tech Red Raiders 615 for the warm-up show 630 first pitch for Baylor Tech Big 12 baseball tonight
6: coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas
8: Rediscover the thrill of driving with power and exceptional handling and control in a new 2021 Cadillac from Richard Car Cadillac. Whether you drive the dynamic 2021 CT4 or CT5 sedan or the sporty and spacious XT4, XT5, or XT6 lineup of SUVs, starting at only 32.9, the Cadillac of your dreams is waiting now to make your 2021 an exceptional year at an affordable price. Test drive from the expansive selection at Richard Car Cadillac or let us bring a test drive to you. Go to RichardCarCadillac.com to schedule a test drive today. The
9: For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. One winner will have a chance to win a 0% loan. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today.
4: Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future.
2: I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. The second ranked Baylor acrobatics and tumbling team advanced to their sixth straight national title meet after knocking off number three Oregon on Thursday. The Bears will take on number one seed Azusa Pacific in the 2021 NCATA National Championship on Friday at 7 p.m. in the Farrell Center. Baylor softball begins a three game road series in Ames with Iowa State today at 4 p.m. Baylor leads the series 39 15 and is 16 5 all time. In Ames. You can listen to this game on 101.3 Cool FM. The Baylor baseball team begins their road series with fifth rank Texas Tech tonight at 6 30. Tyler Thomas will take the mound tonight for the Bears. He is 4 2 on the season with a 1.95 ERA. You can listen to this game on 1660 ESPN, starting with the pregame show at 6 15.
1: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Glenn Stretch Smith, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Time for Highlander Headlines on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, it is 4.15, 15 15 minutes after 4, a Friday afternoon, and we welcome into the program the head baseball coach of the McLennan Highlanders as we talk college baseball. Hello to uh, Mitch Thompson. Toppy, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Tom. You guys doing all right? We're we're trying to stay dry, Mitch. I mean, I'm telling you, it's gathered two of everything.
3: Yeah, tough job today for yeah, sure. It is. First of all,
0: <laughs> congratulations on 300. That uh, that's that's impressive and, and uh, well deserved. Congratulations.
3: Well, I appreciate it. That's uh, it's it's been a it's been a fun ride so far. It only took me 31 years to get there, so that has been great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, talk a little bit about where your program is right now. Uh, you, you're in what third place in the in the conference right now, in, in, a, in a heck of a battle in this league.
3: No, we're in, we're a game out of sec or a game out of first. I mean, we're in second place right now. And, uh, you know, we it's, it's all right here in front of us. I mean, we've got 10 games left. Uh, you know, we, we play, uh, supposed to play a doubleheader tomorrow, uh, which I think we'll get in because I think hopefully this weather will get out, and, uh, at home and, and, uh, play a doubleheader tomorrow. And then we have two weeks of regular season left with eight more conference games after that. So we've got 10 conference games left, about a third of our conference season remaining. And, and right now we're uh, one game out of one game out of first, and so you know we're we're in good positions. it's going to be up to us. If we will win, we'll we'll win it, and if not, we won't. So you uh, couldn't ask for a better place.
0: Sorry we, about that. Uh, my apologies. W- when you yeah. look at your team and you break your team down, talk about some of the strengths of your ball club.
3: Well, I've always thought that the pitching was our strength all year long. Um, you know, and I think that I think that we're seeing some of that. I mean, we've got some impressive things happening there right now on the mound. I know. Uh, Logan Henderson has been throwing up some really incredible numbers for us. I mean, he punched out 15 the other day uh, in six innings of work. So out of the 18 outs that he that, that he, he, he recorded for us, he, he punched out 15 guys. He's up about 94 strikeouts so far on the season. He'll be the first guy in, in my eight years, uh, and I've got to do a little more research on this, but he'll be the first guy in my eight years at McLennan to to get over 100 strikeouts. So that's pretty cool. Uh but you know, I mean, our, our our pitching depth is good, and I think that uh, I think that it's starting to show, and uh, and and really starting to uh, to kind of hone itself in, and, and that's going to be a, a great thing to to have for us uh, as we go into the postseason for sure.
0: We talk about how difficult sweeps are. Not only did you get a sweep the other day, but you went on the road and got a sweep. So that that's huge for your club.
3: Well, it's been it's been kind of odd this year, Tom. I mean, you know, you 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 followed us around for, for several years, uh, playing conference games, and you know, if you could always split on the road and, and sweep at home, you were always happy, uh, you know. But uh, uh, we've we've done it kind of the other way this year. I mean, we're five and five at home right now, but we're ten and two on the road in conference. So uh, I'll take you know I'll take it, and that, now we've got to now we got to fix the road the, or the home, the home record, and we'll be fine. So uh, hopefully, we'll start that tomorrow
2: talking with the MCC baseball coach, Mitch Thompson, and coach y'all, y'all, really had no problem with Vernon on Wednesday. What adjustments are you anticipating from them as y'all enter that series tomorrow?
3: Well, we'll just have to see who they're going to throw. I mean, you know, they, they, they've got two more guys. They're, 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 they're a team that's capable of beating us, but they're, they're they've had, they've had some struggles and, uh, you know, we'll just need to continue to go on and, and, and take care of ourselves. I've, I've always preached to our guys. It doesn't matter who we play. It's how we play. And so, uh, you know, that's just simply saying hey it's up to us it's up to up to us to show out and, and, and show up every day and, and play hard and uh, and I think that uh you know Vernon will give us a challenge but I, I I like our club and I like where we're at right now I think we're I think we're starting starting to make the the move to, to a team that can be peaking at the right time of the year and, and in this game there's no question that's the way that you want to be want to be doing it, is to go into the postseason
2: I want to kind of tie things together with your 300th win. When you initially took the job at MCC, what were your goals, and how have you been able to accomplish those throughout the years?
3: Well, listen, uh, I knew that MCC was a place that had won national championship before. I knew it was a place that I thought could win national championships. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to turn the thing in back, back into being a juggernaut. I wanted to, you know, where every year we're, we're competing for the right to go to Grand Junction, competing for, you know, hopefully in Grand Junction to win that gun thing. And and I, I think we've accomplished some of those things now. And now we've got to go and win one, you know, and if we if we can win one, I think we'll win another one. And, uh, you know, I'm just blessed. i, I tell you, um, that, that was my goal for the program because I knew we had great talent around. Uh, but I'm blessed to have a great administration that gives us every opportunity. You know, they let us let me hire really quality assistant coaches. And, you know, you say 300 wins, listen, guys, my – my job has been, you know, my, my job, my job is to hire the best assistant coaches I can, uh, let them coach, uh, help them recruit, um, write out the lineup card and then get the crap out of the way. And, uh, and I've been blessed to have really good players because I've got really good assistant coaches and, uh, you know, it's just something that kind of builds upon itself. So we want to just keep developing guys and keep developing players, help them reach their potential. And, and uh, you know, try and try and help them grow up and strive for excellence. That's kind of what we've been about. And it's been fun. It's been a fun eight years. We've got to finish this one up. Hopefully we can finish it up in the mountains in Colorado.
0: Mitch, uh, very modest. And, but for the, for us, who know you, we know what, what, what kind of baseball man you are and and what kind of recruiter you are and what kind of hitting coach you are. We know what kind of person you are. and, and So <laughs> we're going to say congratulations <laughs> on 300, buddy. And, and you know, so you, you can pass it off to other dudes, but we we who know you know. And so we're, we're going to congratulate you on that 300. Hey, talk a little bit about postseason. Isn't it going to be a little bit different because of COVID this year?
3: It is gonna be different and it's something we've been trying to get past for the last three or four years. I've been trying to to get our, our region to follow the NCAA's model of the suit of the regional super regional model, you know, a four team double elimination tournament followed by a you know, a best two out of three with the other uh four team double elimination tournament champions. So uh, in the years past it's been an eight team double elimination tournament and it's just a it's just an incredibly tough thing to win uh, for anybody. Uh, and so I've been trying to get guys for about the past five years to, to buy into, to going to the regional, super regional format. And we got it passed this year. And so here's, here's what really comes out of that. That's really exciting. And, and I hope the city of Waco will get behind it. If we can, if we can go on and win the, win the, league. We're, we're, we're right there and we'll see if we can get it done, but somebody on our side in the North is going to host whoever's the champion. Of the, of the conference is going to get a chance to host a best of best of our teams, uh, a double elimination tournament at their host at their host field, and uh, it's something I've been trying to get done, and we got it done, and so that's going to be really exciting. And then winners of those two region tournaments, uh, one will be at the North North champion site, one will be at the West champion site. Uh, the winner of those two region tournaments will play in a best of three super regional the following weekend to go to grand junction. And so I think it can be a really neat thing locally for whoever that gets the opportunity to host. And obviously, you know, I want to be, the, I want to be the one to host it. And so uh, hopefully, hopefully we can play our best here at the end and get this thing at home. And if we can't, we're going to really need Waco to pack that thing out and put a couple thousand fans there and, show everybody what this place is all about
0: that is a cool thing so you're going to have a, a basically a regional and a potential super regional and uh in just like just like in the ncaa tournament very nice yep. i think that'll yep. be a yep. lot of fun
3: it's, it will be a lot of fun and it's it's a big change and uh and i think the coaches when they see see the difference of of, of trying to go go through that tournament will be very excited about it as well and, and you know i think it'll I think it'll help build local support all across, our, all across our, our region. You know, whoever gets the chance to host it gets a chance to have a big-time event and possibly have a chance to win something really big right there on our campus. And, and uh, you know I, know, I know having gone through the NCAA part of that and, and college baseball what that was like in and hosting, and, uh, and I know how Waco comes out. So hopefully we can take care of our business. Uh, we've got our hands full in, in trying to get that get that done, but if we can win it, we'll we'll host it, and that'll be a lot of fun.
0: Topic continued success, and again, congratulations on 300, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
3: We're going to try and get 302 and 303 <laughs> tomorrow. So ho- hopefully we can get some folks out there. Appreciate you <laughs> all. Right.
0: Talk to you soon. Mitch Thompson, the head coach of the McLennan Highlanders. Oh, that's great. 424, this is ESPN Central Texas. The annual Green and Gold football game is set for noon on Saturday, and you can catch all the action here on ESPN Central Texas. Our coverage begins with the Tailgate Show Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Garrett Ross, Q, and me as we get you ready for Baylor football. Our Tailgate Show is brought to you in part by Mayan Fuels and TFNB, your bank for life. It's the Baylor Green and Gold football game on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas.
9: mm <laughs>
8: If you're looking for the perfect truck, this is your sign to come to Freedom Country and Colleen and finally get the truck you've been dreaming of. The Ram 1500 is America's most awarded light duty pickup. Freedom Country and Colleen is the dealership to save big and get a great deal on your new Ram. Freedom Country is two stores, one location, double the selection. You can find Rams, Dodges, Jeeps, Chryslers, and Fiats all in one convenient location. Visit the store or online at freedomcountry.com. Buy for less in Colleen at Freedom Country.
1: It's Al from the Goodfeet Store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose. Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that could cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Goodfeet System helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in, meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is
10: that?
9: At the Goodfeet Store in Waco, near Cabela's.
10: If you're in need of professional car repair, how about you take your vehicle to a place that is locally owned and operated for 20-plus years, a place with a drive-up canopy, meaning you don't have to park your car when you need service, a AAA shop, a Blue Seal ASC certified shop, not to mention the cleanest shop in town, and winner of the Best Auto Repair Award since 2002, a place where customer satisfaction is the number one priority. Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 530. Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Center, like they say, where your troubles are already business
1: ESPN radio sports center
2: I'm Garrett Ross with ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update Brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com The second-ranked Baylor acrobatics and tumbling team advanced to their sixth straight national title meet after knocking off number three Oregon on Thursday The Bears will take on number one seed Azusa Pacific in the 2021 NCAA National Championship on Friday at 7 p.m. in the Farrell Center Baylor softball begins a three-game road series in Ames with Iowa State today at 4 p.m. Baylor leads the series 39-15 It is 16 16-5 all-time in Ames. You can listen to this game on one hundred one point three Cool FM. The Baylor baseball team begins their road series with fifth-ranked Texas Tech tonight at six thirty. Tyler Thomas will take the mound tonight for the Bears. He is four two on the season with a one point nine five ERA. You can listen to this game on sixteen sixty ESPN, starting with the pregame show at six fifteen.
1: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Sports Beat weekdays at seven twenty five a.m. and five twenty five p.m on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune-Herald on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, 4.30, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat. We welcome into the program from the Waco Tribune-Herald, Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. How about you guys? Doing terrific. So, Bryce, I'm going to assume baseball and softball in central texas probably washed today and as these guys uh finish up the the season and, and move down the stretch uh so it's going to be a busy week next week i would assume
11: yeah uh, we've had a lot of uh issues haven't we in in uh 2021 you know if it's not uh snow it's rain or covid or whatever it might be it's it's pretty crazy and uh i think you know the regional track meets over at midway are dealing with the same issue i'm not far from midway high school myself and uh the weather report at my house has been it's been coming
0: down (laughs) (laughs) you you mentioned regional track how does that affect i'm going to assume if it's not too terribly bad they'll run in the rain but if there's lightning obviously they have to stop
11: Correct. Uh, I I was talking with Tom Hill the other day. And of course, Tom, I think is running every, you know, local high school event, you know, in in the, in the city right now, you know, in terms of like, he was doing regional golf. uh, Now he's doing regional track. I think next week he has regional tennis and then uh, the tap state track meet next weekend. But uh, yeah, he said that they would go to a rolling schedule first, uh, you know, because he was expecting rain uh, today, and then um, you know adjust accordingly thereafter. Probably eliminate some prelims, maybe. All
0: right, uh, let's uh, let's switch gears, and and I want to uh, you and I talked about this today, and let's talk a little bit about the acrobatics and, and tumbling for just a second. The uh, uh, Baylor is going to be uh, competing for a national championship tonight, and you were telling me earlier today just how exciting this can be when you go out and, and watch it in person.
11: It, it really is. I mean, and uh, you know, I give a lot of credit uh, for that to uh, Felicia Mulkey. I mean, she essentially with uh, you know, maybe a, a few other coaches created the sport. She's the sports, James Maysmith. Um And <laughs> so, you know, it, it only makes sense that they tend to win a lot. Cause she, you know, she, she basically uh, came up with the sport out of thin air, but uh, but no, it takes it incorporates a lot of gymnastics, uh, you know, competitive cheerleading, and uh, mm-hmm. what they might call this is going to make me sound like I really know what I'm talking about: power tumbling.
0: Um,
11: yeah, you know, it's it's basically. Uh, humbling but powerful i don't know <laughs> so, well, well no, of course it, it, it really is it really is entertaining uh coach fee got me to come out several years back uh to cover a match and and once i did i was like okay i'm our acrobatics and tumbling beat writer now because <laughs> uh, you know it, it really is entertaining and it's kind of i will say this if you're coming out for the first time um Stick around to the end, you know. If, if you think, oh man, this is this is not quite you know as exciting as I thought, it's it's backloaded. Okay, the best stuff is at the end. Um, you know, it, it could start out maybe a little slow, uh, but toward the end, the the uh, penultimate event of, of the uh, of the meet is the tumbling, and the tumbling is really you know pretty entertaining, and then. The the last event of everything is uh, the team routine, and that is just like uh, gymnastics on steroids. I mean, and I'm not saying that they're taking steroids. (laughs) I'm saying it's just you got uh, athletes flipping around in every direction. And just the uh, choreography of all of that so that they don't run into each other because you got them going from this direction and that direction. I mean, uh, it's pretty incredible.
0: I, I was hoping to get an example from him, from Jerry Hill tomorrow on this, but we'll, we'll work on that later. So here's my question. When, when, when we come out to watch, can you do you kind of pick up on, on what's going on early? I mean, can, can you kind of comprehend on, hey, I, other than just, I mean, can you figure it out as you go?
11: Yeah, so they've done a, a really smart thing with this sport, and, and they've been doing this, I think, really since you know since I've been coming out, uh, which is several years now, and and they continue to do it because I think they realize that probably at every meet there's somebody that's new watching it for the first time, and so before every event, which there are six of them, um, they have a little descript- description, you know, a little video. Uh, that that JMO did um, where he explains kind of and it's real it's real short I mean it's not long but it just says okay now you're we're going into the acro event and what the judges look for here is you know this this and this and so yeah you are able to kind of follow along and I think just like if you watch gymnastics uh, you know during the olympics and you may not know that much about gymnastics you're able to go Ooh, she wobbled, you know, Ooh, she fell down, you know, that that's not good. You know? Uh, and it's the same thing, you know, watching this deal. Uh, and they really are incredible athletes. Uh, you know, the bases, uh, who, you know, the ones that, that lift up the other girls in the, in the pyramids and such are some of the strongest athletes I've ever seen, honestly, just for their size and stuff. I mean, they're lifting a human being over their, you know, their head. So that's pretty impressive.
2: Bryce, so uh, word on the street is if Baylor wins tonight and they beat a Pacific, you and Jerry Hill are going to, y'all got some special dance moves. <laughs>
11: so, so this, yes, I guess so. Uh, Fee, <laughs> you know, I'll just put it this way. You can't say no to Fee. She's, she's like really nice and really sweet. And, uh, so, uh, Several, a couple of years ago, I guess, 2019, when they won their last title, it got around to her that I have the capability of doing a cartwheel, uh, you know, even despite being an overweight 47-year-old man. Uh, I, I, I am, you know, I'm sort of like John Belushi. I'm, I'm, I'm nimble for my girth, you know? <laughs> So yeah, I uh Jerry danced and I, I did some cartwheels in the background and, and that was that and uh I, I think we've been, you know, committed to uh to do that again if they win.
2: Better you than me. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I, I not hope there's that. video. I hope there's video.
11: There has yeah, to be, be video. video. Oh
2: man, the the softball team they're they're headed up to Ames. Actually, they're get they're underway right now. Uh, this is gonna be a really big game, a really big series in general, and Iowa State in particular. When you when you think about Sami Williams and what she's able to do at the plate, she has more home runs by herself than the Baylor team does in general. How do you think the Baylor pitchers approach
1: her?
11: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I I was talking with, with John Werner about this series. You know, he covers softball for us. And uh, and he was like, they're 0-9, but, uh, but Glenn says, you know, they're they're really a pretty tough team. And, and I think, you know, if you look at who Iowa State has played in conference so far, they played essentially the three best teams in the Big 12. So, yeah, this is a huge series for uh, the Lady Bears. And, you know, I think – it's been kind of an uneven season I would say so far for Glenn Moore's team and you know as far you mentioned the pitching I don't think it's been the kind of season they wanted from from Gia Redone. so you know this is an opportunity for her I think just like you know uh, Baylor baseball and talking with them yesterday about you know uh, yeah these are challenges but they're also opportunities so um, you know they they really do need to go and probably win this series if if they want a, a legitimate chance of, of making an NCAA tournament
0: and on the softball side they've got a busy and huge week next week and it, and it all starts with the, the number one team in the country in Oklahoma coming in for a midweek doubleheader
11: yeah you know they, they uh, postponed that thing uh, a couple weeks ago and I'm sure they would have liked to probably just postponed it to 2022 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those Sooners are man, they mash the ball, don't they? I mean, they just hit like home run after home run. And uh, uh, our editor at the at the Trib is a big OU fan and a big softball fan, and uh, he's been griping about they don't have enough pitching, and it's like, dude. Do you need pitching if you're hitting ten home runs every game? Exactly. I, mean, uh, I don't think they've lost a game as far as the last time I looked. So well, uh, when yeah, you're number OG, one, there's OG, not, OG, not many bro. more
0: places. Yeah, when you're number one, there's not many more places. W- where can you go? I mean, you know. So right, yeah. Baseball wise, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Coach Rod's team. Uh, to me, this is a monumentally huge series. Is that a word? It is now. Uh, th- this is this is an important series, a road series for the Bears.
11: Yeah, you know, I I think in past conversations that we've had, we've talked about, you know, the Bears potentially needing to win a series that uh, that maybe they weren't supposed to. And this is an opportunity to do that. Um, You know, they also have a series later on at at Oklahoma State, which would be another one of those. I think, you know, series like K-State at home and OU at home, I think, you know, you kind of expect Baylor to, at least take two out of three in in those series. But this is a chance, if if you're able to go out to Lubbock and get a series win against a very, very tough tech team, uh, that, to me, probably solidifies your NCAA tournament chances. Um, I saw a projection earlier this week by D1 Baseball that had Baylor in the field, but had them as one of the last five teams in the field. Uh, So they're right on that bubble. And, you know, I think a series win, you know, in Lubbock would, would firm that up a lot.
2: Bryce, uh, Coach Drew and them have added another grad transfer, James Akinjo from Arizona. What do you know about him and how do you see him transitioning and fitting into this team?
11: No, I don't know much. I mean, just other than, you know, what I've seen from his stats, he looks like an experienced scorer who can shoot the three. Uh, so you know, I think it'll help sort of replenish that backcourt talent that they're going to be missing with the likes of Mitchell and Butler. Uh, I think you know ultimately I, I expect Matthew Mayer to to be back next season. um, You know, and, and one of the focal points of the offense. But if not, then you have you know Akinjo there as, like I said, an experienced guy, an All Pac-12 type talent because uh, you know he has made the all- all-conference team for Arizona. And Arizona, you know, we know what kind of basketball program uh, they have. They've produced quite a few pros over the years. So uh, a pretty good get for Scott Drew's team.
0: All right, Bryce, go limber up, buddy, because here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm sure you guys will be watching with bated breath. Oh, there's no doubt about it, brother. No doubt about it. You And you better hang a 10, you know what I mean? Uh <laughs> Or we will abuse you. uh, Bryce, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you you. later. Can you imagine him? him No, I can't. I I'm having a visual, and I'm starting to get you know starting to laugh. I mean, in yeah, I mean, but I'll say this: the fact that they're willing to go do that. Come on now. No, you got to give him props. Oh, and, and do I, mean, you ever? I know Jerry
2: is no stranger to dancing on camera, and I'm just trying to picture Bryce doing cartwheels behind him somewhere.
0: Oh, Jerry's <laughs> Jerry's the king of moonwalking now. He can. I mean, you know. All right, so 442, 18 away from 5. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, and we're going to take a minute. We're going to talk about Morrison's gifts. Oh, uh, my goodness. Do you know what's just around the corner? I mean just around the corner, Garrett, Ooh. you better not mess this one up. Mother's Day? You got it, Toyota. May 9th, uh, we celebrate Mother's Day, and Morrison's Gifts wants to remind you that they've been Waco's gift destination. Since 1979, they have the right gift selection to make her uh, make her day great. Uh, John Hart leather bags and luggage, consuela purses and accessories, bath and body items, candles, home decor and so much more. Uh, If you can't decide, uh, let them build you a gift. There is a brilliant idea. They can do the gift basket thing and and she's going to love it. Always free gift wrapping. And of course, we're talking about Morrison's Gifts. Owned and operated by Baylor alumni since 1979, and just terrific folks over there. And, and again, I've told you that uh, I, I did. I, they they bailed this brother out of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, get by there and 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 talk to them. They're in the uh, what is that shopping center there? Uh, they're uh, That's right beside Jason's Deli. Right, I know that. Hey, so there's Jason's Deli, and then you literally walk right down the sidewalk, and boom. There's Morrison's Gifts. You can't you can't miss them. It is a uh, it's a great place, and you're gonna really you're gonna really enjoy your your shopping experience. And guys, we don't like shopping experiences, but you're gonna like this one. I promise you. Uh, forty three oh eight West Waco Drive. And again, that's uh, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. See, it came to me like a vision. Uh, so it's Brazos Square Shopping Center. Four forty four. This is ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
6: Baylor baseball all season long here on the home of the Bears ESPN Central Texas
7: the Bears open a series in Lubbock tonight against the Texas Tech Red Raiders 615 for the warm-up show 630 first pitch for Baylor Tech Big 12 baseball tonight
6: coach Rod and the Bears all season
9: long here on ESPN Central Texas
8: How do you protect yourself from the new forms of the coronavirus? Here you go. Got a mask that fits good and snug? Perfect. Now, give your neighbors at least six feet of space and avoid crowds, because all that stuff still works too. Look, I'll definitely get my vaccine when it's my turn, but now isn't the time to let your guard or your mask down.
12: We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
0: At Bush's Chicken, we start each day with one thought in mind. Be the best. Be the best at all we do. Whether it's preparing food or waiting on
8: customers. So at the end of the day, when it's closing time,
0: we can say, well done. Bush's Chicken Simply the best. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift is a multinational corporation that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts right here in central Texas. They hinge their success on their excellent employees, their welders engineers and skilled craftsmen are a huge part of their success. And now it's your turn. Versalev has openings for first and second shifts. So stop by 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco and apply.
2: Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at
4: 254-772-1600. So for the past 4 plus years, we at Pickup Outfitters have been fighting the good fight to end truck nudity and make our streets safe for children. We've put our money where our mouth is in our red mascot truck Diablo, maybe the most recognized truck in Central Texas. You've probably seen Diablo driving around town or parked in front of Pickup Outfitters. Well now you can take the shortcut to having a fully outfitted truck because Diablo can be your personal truck. The Pickup Outfitters mascot truck is for sale to one lucky Central Texan or local business and as part of the sale, $10,000 of the proceeds will be donated to charity. That's right. You can own Diablo, loaded with $30,000 worth of accessories, and you can also help out a local charity. The asking price is $40,000, which is way below market value. You can see Diablo in person, look it over, and get all the details at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeyard Drive in Waco. Check it out on the web at createacommotion.com. Ram Truck Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 crew cab long-star. And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron.
1: Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, time now for our Ranger Roundup. Ranger Roundup brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management. It's 4.50, 10 away from 5 as we uh, welcome into the program Jared Sandler from the uh, Texas Ranger Radio Network. Jared, good afternoon. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are y'all? Doing terrific. Just watching it rain here in in central texas uh but uh, you know hey it's the way it goes it's a friday <laughs>
12: <laughs> i think we got some rain over here in the metroplex as well so uh but you know what
0: who cares? and i know they're out of town but if it was raining while well, they're in town we got a roof now so who cares
12: exactly the no no more rain delays anything like that although this <laughs> year that we might be dealing with something of that nature tomorrow in chicago but uh, fingers crossed that's not the case
0: Hey, let, let's talk about this team, and I and I recognize it's a very, very, very small sample size. But when you look at the where this club is, uh, it, it, you, I think you have to start with the productivity you're getting with your starting pitching.
12: Yeah, no kidding. You know, it's funny because last year we went into the season super excited about the rotation, and, and you know, I think on paper it perhaps was the best rotation the Rangers have had in franchise history entering a season. They just haven't had many good rotations, whether it's to begin the season or, you know, as the season unfolds and uh, it just didn't work out that way at all. Uh, You got one inning from Corey Kluber. You really didn't get anything that good from Mike Miner. Certainly not what you were expecting. And Lance Lynn was awesome, but uh, Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles were anything but, Uh, and you know, you, you enter this season with, Gibson and Lyles, two guys who weren't so good last year, no Lynn, no miner, no Kluber, and some young guys and, and you know a guy like Mike Fultonevich, who uh, last he pitched in the big leagues, it was incredibly underwhelming and Atlanta outrighted him. Uh, Kohei Arihara, who knows? you know he's a, a pitcher coming over from Japan and there was like fanfare about him, you know, It's just like a very under the radar acquisition. and these guys have all been, Uh, to varying degrees, pretty darn good. You know, led by, I I think, despite his opening day start, Kyle Gibson has really set the tone. And uh, Dane Dunning, who's pitching tonight, I mean, he allowed a run in his first inning. He hasn't allowed one since. And to me, he's the key uh, to this discussion. It's great that Kyle Gibson is pitching well. uh, And it's it's great that Jordan Lyles is, is looking a lot better this year. But it's all about the future. And those guys, in all likelihood, aren't going to be a part of the future. Their impact might last. But, uh, you know, Kyle Gibson's probably not a Ranger when the Rangers next push for the playoffs. Uh, uh, you know, Jordan Lyles is a free agent at the end of this year. Who knows about Fulton Evich and Arahara? But uh, Dame Dunning was acquired for Lance Lynn. Uh, and you'd like to believe the guy you got for your Cy Young candidate pitcher. Uh, it was going to be okay and so far Dane Dunning's been pretty good. He's got a tough test tonight. The, the White Sox are a pretty good offensive group. Uh, it's a good club. I know he'd like to to do well against them. Regardless of what happens tonight, I think the early returns from Dane Dunning have been really
3: positive. Well,
0: on the offensive side, uh, since the injury and the call-up, uh, Adolis Garcia, what an impact he's had on this club.
12: Yeah, he, he's been fun and you know, I don't know what his future is. Uh, he's got, you know, a lot of guys who don't really settle in as big leaguers until Adolis's age really don't have a ton of tools. You know, maybe they had one tool and they just finally were able to get that one tool to elevate them to big league status. Adolis Garcia has all the tools. I mean, he can hit the ball a mile, he can run really fast, he can throw. I mean, he's got, he's got everything except for strike zone discipline and plate awareness. And uh, that, you know, that is a, a death sentence for a lot of guys, you know, it's just really tough. You might have a good year or a couple good years as a big leaguer without, you know, really having command of the strike zone. Uh, it's tough to have sustained success. And, and heck, you know, look at Javi bias, you know, a year ago, he was on the cover of the MLB video game. He was, you know, considered one of the faces of baseball. And, uh, you know, now it's like people are wondering, do we want to touch this guy in free agency? Because he never walks. He strikes out more. He's, he's the one player in Major League Baseball who strikes out more frequently than pitchers have struck out when they have hit this year. And so, you know, all that said, Adolis Garcia was kind of going down that path, and that's why, despite all these tools, he's got an incredibly limited Major League opportunities. And he, this offseason... Uh, really worked with Luis Ortiz, the Rangers hitting coach. They made some adjustments. Uh, the Rangers ended up uh, taking him off the forty-man roster. Twenty-nine other teams had a chance to get him; they didn't. The Rangers brought him back, and I don't know if this is going to just be a you know ten minutes of glory type of situation, or if you know he is just a late bloomer, or you know anywhere in between. But he's awfully fun to watch right now, and these are the types of guys that you want to get, uh, you know, opportunities in this type of a season. You know, if it doesn't work out, you move on. You, you go to the next guy. But what if you find something? And if you don't, it's at what cost? Nothing really. And Adolis Garcia is going to be fun to follow. Uh, and uh, hopefully this is a really cool story that lasts throughout the
0: season. Again, early. But uh, Joey Gallo, one homer, but 20 walks. Now, is that because he's got better – Uh, he's he's being more patient at the plate or is that because he's just flat not getting pitches to hit
12: uh probably uh i think a combination um you know i I try to do a little research on uh the, the pitches he's getting in comparison to the past year and it was really tough to find anything definitive you know i'd say that his season thus far is perplexing uh because on one hand you know, he is not uh, a detriment to the team, despite the fact that he has one extra base hit all year. He's getting on base 45% of the time. That means 45% of his plate appearances, he is not recording one of the very uh, precious three outs that you get each inning. I mean, that's significant. But if he ends the year with, uh, you know, limited extra base hit success, then you kind of, that's not really what you totally one out of him the way the best way I can kind of reconcile it right now what I what I certainly hope is that this is Joey Gallo slumping this is 2021 Joey Gallo slumping a guy who's still productive I don't think that you know every slump he has this year he's going to get on base 45% of the time but he clearly is not right at the plate in terms of driving the ball he's hitting more ground balls especially and I got a video coming out here in a little bit Breaking balls have given him a lot of problems as far as, you know, getting the barrel on him, a lot of weak contact there, but he's not allowing that to infiltrate his, his approach, and he's still remaining really disciplined. So if this is what you get from Joey all year, you're never gonna turn down forty five, uh, four fifty on base. But I think people would be a little frustrated if he's not providing that power. Uh, but it's a few weeks, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, you give him some time. I actually uh, said today on a, on a different program he was going to hit a home run tonight, so hopefully I don't look like a moron. Uh, but I think the extra base hit stuff's coming. Uh, but to me, the walk stuff is just another sign of his growth and his maturity, and I hope that maintains even as some of the, the slug comes back into his game.
0: I, see, I was just curious, you know, guys in front of him, guys behind him, or, or, or you know, are teams electing to just say, you know what, I'd rather give him one base than four and, and, and pitching around him a little bit?
12: Oh, no, I mean, there's listen, there's no question about it. If you look at this lineup, uh, the one guy who could kind of put the lineup on his back and, and be a guy who can hit 40 home runs in a season, and that's Joey. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that as teams – uh, especially late in games uh, approach, uh, you know, approach those opportunities, then, you know, that, that is a thought, uh, you know, particularly if the Rangers don't have someone behind him who really intimidates you. I mean, Adolis Garcia is going really well right now. And Nate Lowe's had a nice start to the season, but I don't think those guys are intimidating anyone. You know, what's always tough to know is uh, what the plan was versus what the execution was. Cause like, you know, the plan might be, hey, we're not giving Joey anything to hit, but we're going to just totally do the whole unintentional, intentional walk thing where you, like, literally throw nothing within the zip code. Uh, but what if you don't execute? What if you leave a pitch over the heart of the plate? And uh, so that, that stuff's you know, always stuff to kind of uh, reconcile. I, I, I'd say, like I said, I, I have the same thought that you do. Uh, I definitely think that that is going to be something that the, the results bear, uh, as the season progresses, that, you know, the quality of pitch he sees is going to be lower than in years past. So far, though, there's nothing conclusive in that direction. Uh, but, I, again, I, I think that might be really a sample size. And as the season goes on, uh, you're going to see more of that where Joey get opportunities. I'd say this, though. He hasn't capitalized on the opportunities he's gotten, particularly with fastballs. the uh, The success, the production against fastballs is – as bad as it's ever been for him. I mean, again, small sample. I don't want to make it like it's, uh, you know, doom and gloom here. But uh, if you look at his numbers, his production against fastballs this year, compared to any of the other years he's been an everyday player, so take out, you know, I'm looking at 17 and beyond. Uh, Whether it's exit velocity, whether it's batting average, slugging percentage, some of these other, you know, beneath-the-surface numbers that are tough to really explain, None of it, not like not a single one is better than any of the other years. And so that's something if you want to watch for, hey, you know, what's a sign that maybe he's turning things around? Let's see how he does against fastballs, because he's always been able to have success against fastballs. Uh, It just hasn't been that way so far this year.
2: Jared, I know Willie Calhoun has been in the lineup. He's been getting some reps. How close is he to being 100%? And do you all have an update on where Chris Davis is right now?
12: Yeah, I think Chris Davis is probably a week away from being two weeks away. Uh, and, and what I mean by that, he's probably you know about a week away from uh, resuming baseball activity, and then a couple weeks away from from you know being an option. I don't think the Rangers are like in there in their heads, in the front office's minds. I don't think they're like you know wanting to press the fast forward button on that uh, because I don't know that there's like an obvious spot for him. Uh, you know, so uh, it will be interesting to see where he fits and, and who loses opportunities because didn't and how long of a leash Chris Davis has this year to produce, you know, if he's going to be taking opportunities away from a younger guy. Uh, but I, I think we'll probably get some answers starting here in a few weeks. And with Willie, you know, I, I think he is, he's been a hundred percent for a while. I think his situation was unique in that he was probably a hundred percent on opening day, but he had gotten nothing in the way of, you know, reps and, and uh, really a very, very limited spring training. And if that's Joey Gallo, then he's your opening day right fielder. Just Joey, figure it out. I I think with Willie, they recognize This is his fifth season playing Major League Baseball, not not his fifth full season. He's just barely now surpassed 162 games. But Willie is kind of in a position where they need to figure out whether he's a guy that's a part of their future or not. And he's not going to be really someone who's an asset defensively, not an asset on the bases. So he's got to really be an asset in the box. Like it can't just be, hey, he's, he's a little better than league average. Uh, because, you know, holistically, he's not, he's not helping you in any other area other than in the batter's box. And so I think with Willie, they, just, they, they wanted to slow play it. They wanted to give him some time to get his timing right because the hope and thought was, hey, when he comes up, We want to put him in a position to hit the ground running. We don't want him to, uh, you know, I'm getting off to a slow start because I'm just feeling my way, you know, out of this injury, whatever, because he doesn't have the skins on the wall to kind of back that up. You know, there's been a lot of excitement and hype uh, around Willie, and I think, you know, justifiably so. The guy's back is, is, you know, elite, and that's one of the things that excites you. But then if you look at the back of his baseball card, uh, you know, if you have a little kid and you're telling him, hey, Willie Calhoun's going to be awesome, he looks and he's like, "Huh? What?" You know, and and so I think they just wanted to make sure that he was put in the best position to succeed from the start. So I think the the health has been in a good place for a while. Now it's about maintaining the health and actually putting the results together over an extended period of time.
0: Hey Jerry, we appreciate it. We kept you a little longer than we normally do, but a great insight and we uh, we certainly do appreciate all the information on Ranger baseball. We will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. That is uh, Jared Sandler, uh, part of the uh, Ranger radio broadcast, and and uh, that will be coming up uh, this evening mm-hmm. over on our sister station, Kicker, 99.3 FM and 1590 AM, uh, because right here you'll have the, the Baylor Bears and the Texas Tech Red Raiders coming up at 6.15. That is our Ranger Roundup, and our Ranger Roundup is brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management. The annual Green and Gold football game is set for noon on Saturday, and you can catch all the action here on ESPN Central Texas. Our coverage begins with the Tailgate Show, Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Garrett Ross, Q, and me as we get you ready for Baylor football. Our Tailgate Show is brought to you in part by it Fuels and TFNV your bank for life. It's the Baylor Green and Gold football game on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas.
5: The Jeep Celebration Event at Allen Samuels has special pricing on the new 2021 Jeep Renegade Latitude with total values up to $5,250 or 0% for 84 months or a special deal on a new 2021 Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid Limited with total values of $7,000 or 0% for 72 months. It's the Jeep Celebration Event at Allen Samuels, the best place to find your new vehicle. Located at 201 West Loop 340 in Waco. Come by, let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. It's Al from the Goodfeet Store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose.
1: Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that could cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Goodfeet System helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in, meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk
9: around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is that? At the Goodfeet Store in Waco near Cabela's,
4: So for the past four plus years, we at Pickup Outfitters have been fighting the good fight to end truck nudity and make our streets safe for children. We've put our money where our mouth is in our red mascot truck, Diablo, maybe the most recognized truck in Central Texas. You've probably seen Diablo driving around town or parked in front of Pickup Outfitters. Well, now you can take the shortcut to having a fully outfitted truck because Diablo can be your personal truck. The Pickup Outfitters mascot truck is for sale to one lucky Central Texan or local business and as part of the sale, $10,000 of the proceeds will be donated to charity. That's right. You can own Diablo, loaded with $30,000 worth of accessories, and you can also help out a local charity. The asking price is $40,000, which is way below market value. You can see Diablo in person, look it over, and get all the details at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Check it out on the web at createacommotion.com.
13: my house has a
8: new
9: here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with durolite That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universalwindowscentraltexas.com. That's Universalwindowscentraltexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I
0: love my windows. They've
10: got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
1: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, 510, 10 minutes after 5. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Drive safe. Please you, uh, make your way home here. On a Friday afternoon, we're brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And uh, we're going right back to the phones and we're going to say hello to Mike Casaza from West Virginia 247 Sports. Hi, Mike. How are you? Appreciate your time today.
13: I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, let's let's dive into this thing. Uh, So coach gets two more years. Talk a little bit about the uh, the decision making process and, and what kind of went into that in your opinion.
13: Kind of a longer story to 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 boil it down. Um, You know, last December, right around the middle of the month, I guess um, they started talking about it, and I guess put pen to paper January first, I think is what they say, which was a day after they beat Army by three points in the bowl game to go six and four. That even Neil Brown up at eleven and eleven in two years, but win or lose that bowl game, they were still going to go ahead and extend Brown. So you know, eleven eleven isn't overly impressive but you know 10 and 12 certainly wasn't either and it didn't really make a difference what happened in that bowl game they were going to give their coach a two-year extension to basically redraw up a six-year contract um, and I think it's kind of indicative of what they think they think they've got something here um, and they think this is going to be a big year that you know there's, there's some significant jumps in money and commitments um, you know the the basically the final four years of the contract are worth an additional $10 million over what the final four years of the exist of the, the, the original contract were. So that's, that's significant um, cash there. Um, the 2021 salary is the same, so really no change there. But everything escalates pretty quickly. So I think that the idea was, hey, if I'm the athletic director, I think I got something here. Let's sit down and do this. And I think that they're going to win, you know, eight, nine games. And now I'm going to look really smart because I got my coach extended last year and I don't have to sit down with him with leverage and an agent who's ambitious and, and is trying to get more money out of me now based on what he did. The, the other part of that is if it doesn't work and they go 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, you, you've got a situation on your hands there. So you know, a bit of a roll of the dice, but that's what AE's are supposed to do, right?
0: Yeah, and, and it sounds like to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that y- yes, he's got to win, but it's also what he does off the field as a leader of his athletes. that They like the direction of the program both on the field and off the field.
13: Absolutely. There was, there was a football program here, but more like a team that played football and coaches that coach football before. Um, and that's probably too simple for, uh, to explain Dana Olgerson. But when you compare it to what Brown does, Brown has like a fully functioning thing here about you know, preparing kids for you know, life hazard football. They have this thing called the fifth quarter program where when you're done with football, you're done through four years. Well, then what? And they do things like teaching kids you know, how to do your taxes, um, what's financial you know, security and responsibility. how do you grocery shop and make meals and like some of that stuff sounds like kind of juvenile but how many of them walk out of college and have no idea what to do so they're they're doing things like that and and recruiting has gone pretty well um certainly better than than maybe ever before but they've got to keep some of those recruits that's been an issue but getting them on campus is a big deal i think everybody's kind of hamstrung by the pandemic so that's Kind of
3: cooled off a little
13: bit, but he was doing, you know, high-level stuff. He's been able to get good assistant coaches, which hasn't been an easy thing here before. You know, they're opening up the wallet a little bit for salaries because they are getting good coaches who are turning out they're more like all-conference-level players and maybe pro players, too. They really work with transfer portal well to get people here, and, and you know, almost sight unseen by being able to sell them on, you know, vision a one-year deal a two-year deal for a transfer and that that's kind of worked out and just to be frank there's there's not many there were a lot of holes in the wall when he arrived there's not many he hasn't been able to stick his finger in and stop and repair which is probably as good of an explanation as many as to why he signed that new deal
2: mike where's the excitement level at right now for this spring game considering it's going to be the first for a lot of these players and some of the coaches
13: yeah i was looking at this um 85 scholarship players, 43 will be playing in their first spring game, which is outrageous. And they're not even at 85, so they're more than half of their team um, has never played in a spring game. And I don't think you're you're concerned about that, like, oh man, they're they're going to tank because they're not used to it. The pressure's too much. It just shows how young their roster is. Now, granted, they didn't have one last year, but that means that guys like two years ago. Never mind last year, or this year, early enrollees, or people who were freshmen or junior college transfers last year. Even guys who are "quote unquote" old, they're still sophomores and juniors, right? And that's the core of this team. Like I said, more than half. So I think there's a curiosity as to you know, kind of turn over the calendar a couple times and, and seeing how much better everybody's gotten. You know, with a season or two seasons or three seasons under their belt, um, they, they've again they've recruited well. And they've got some skill position guys on offensive defense that they want to see take over. You know, two deep spots. Certainly, there's a couple of starting spots on both sides that, that are up there for someone to take, and could recruits do that? But to be honest, I you, like it, it's been a very tame, I would say almost like underwhelming spring so far. They just kind of had 14 practices and a couple of scrimmages mixed in. Coaches have been very careful, you know, not to get too over the top with praise and, and the racing of expectations. I think that's been a problem with theirs before. They've They've been so eager and happy to talk about their team and guys they like that. I think it let some of the the projections get out of control, and that wasn't fair to maybe the players or a position or a side of the ball because fans took the ball and ran and thought great things were going to happen. And as as they prove it, it's kind it's to take some time to turn the barge around here. But I, I think that a lot of people are hopeful that it's situated and it's ready to take off now.
2: When you consider that youth, who is the one that's going to be able to step up and replace the void left behind by Darius Stills?
13: Probably a key Mezador. He was, you know, kind of an all conference level player last year. He's on the all freshman team. And if he had played more snaps that weren't available to him because of how good their line was, you're looking at an all Big 12, first team, second team kind of guy. They're going to plug him in the middle um, and play nose guard. And, and it's going to look different. He's not Darius Stills, but he's a physical specimen there. And, um, you know, they still have Dante Stills back. Those are two, like, defensive tackles, and they're going to kind of tag and play that nose guard, which honestly, isn't really like a nose. We think nose guy, we think like a 320 pound guy in, a, in an odd front. It's going to be an odd front, but they're, they're going to shade and do stuff to make sure they can get these, these big nimble guys you know, in between a guard and a tackle or a center and a guard rather than, you know, lining them up face mask to face mask and hoping you can overpower them. These guys are, are twitchy and shifty and are probably going to be able to do some things. Um, I think that's thing people are excited about too, is that for the longest time, defensive line play in West Virginia was not something you put together. And they've had, you know, freshman All-Americans and all-conference players and you know, conference of the year level players, you know, the past three, four years, you know, former coaching staff and current one. And that's kind of a new fit and people kind of like it. So can they continue It we'll see? But that's certainly something that people are, are intrigued by, I think.
2: On the offensive end, we know what Letty Brown is capable of do, capable of doing out of the backfield. Who are some of the other running backs that we should be aware of to keep an eye on?
13: Yeah, they really only have two guys. Uh, One was Tony Mathis, who carried the ball 18 times last year, and that was all in the first game. Uh, Another guy is Averius Sparrow, who was a pretty good high school wrestler, uh, decided to go out for the high school team with his friend his junior year, and they said, wait a minute, you're not a linebacker, you're a running back. And a year later, he was rushing for 2,000 yards in Orlando for the undefeated state champion. So um, neither one of those guys really got it going last year, and it's because Brown was so good. To be frank with you, the you know the the Sandtimers upside down for Mathis and Sparrow, they have two very, very good recruits coming in. Uh, one's a four-star and one's a guy who probably should be a four-star, and he's playing his senior season right now. If he'd played it in the fall, he'd be a four-star. Um, two of the seven or eight best running backs, I forget what the ranking is, but you're talking about running backs of West Virginia. You're talking about guys like Noel Devine, Jason Gwaltney, some, some high-level players. Um, so they have a pretty legitimate top 10 all time and these guys are like i said top seven top eight um, and not a whole lot in front of them as far as like competition never mind experience or statistics that'll keep them off the field so i think you'll see guys like jalen anderson and justin johnson that's the two freshmen that they'll be involved in the fall but maybe less so if sparrow and mathis have a good day on saturday they've had a good spring too they've really kind of kept brown in a pitch count so to speak because what do you have to learn from him right um, so they're kind of giving those, those other guys a chance, and I think they've, they've vindicated themselves so far. But in a, in a scrimmage where they're going to be kind of centerpieces is, is when it has to
0: happen. Mike, you were talking about the uh, West Virginia youth movement, if you will, and, and I was just looking at the offensive line. Now, that's, that is a young, young group.
13: Yes, <laughs> better, though. Um, they've recruited, they're pretty well, too, guys that they liked, they locked in on that they think will work out. Uh, they added a transfer from Virginia Tech, a guy named Doug Nestor, who started as a true freshman and then played a lot last year. Um, and they've had guys who have played again. They, they were they were undercooked at a couple of positions the last few years, and offensive line is one where they had to play guys. You know, they were playing redshirt freshmen, true freshmen, starting last year uh, at left tackle and left guard. That's just the left side of your line, which kind of important for college football, right? And that was a redshirt freshman, and a true freshman. Uh, their center is going to be new this year but he was you know their left guard last year Their right guard and right tackle is kind of up in the air right now the thing is that they have candidates i don't think there's a great gap between leading candidate and the maybe the, the least serious of the most serious candidates i don't think that makes sense but you know, they have a group of maybe eight or nine or ten guys and you know, there's two or three that probably are ahead of the class but from the middle of that pack to the bottom of the list uh, you're right not a lot of experience but i don't think Talent or potential is a great gap there, and that's good news for them because that was something they really had to rebuild upon changing coaching staffs.
2: Mike, last thing I have for you here is uh, is Jarrett Dougie going to be the starting quarterback, or could you see Garrett Green stepping up and kind of pushing him for that role?
13: Yeah, I don't think Saturday is going to go much toward it. I really think that they're not going to let Dougie lose the job. More importantly, let Green go out and and spin it. You know, he's a runner, a dual threat, a quarterback draw, an RPO guy. I don't think they're going to let him do that stuff and, and create. An impression that lasts the entire summer. I think they know what he can do, and it's different. They can put packages in for him and throw change ups and curveballs at people. You know, pitch left handed, so to speak, instead of right handed. I don't think they want the fans seeing that because if he does well, and the defense that you know we think is going to be good can't stop this redshirt freshman quarterback, and you see Daggy, who's you know pretty average, you know accurate, doesn't overwhelm with numbers, and get sacked and hit a lot. People are going to be clamoring for a change. So um, I do think that. It's potentially a situation in the camp, uh, and certainly in the season, You know, they have, they have two pretty big non-conference games, Maryland and Virginia Tech early on, and if they're 1-1 or 0-2 and they don't get off to a good start in the Big 12, um, he's not coaching for his job, Neil Brown. He's got a nice six-year contract, but he's certainly coaching for the future. Why wouldn't you make a quarterback change there? That's potentially a thing in the fall. I just can't see that being the result of what happened Saturday because I don't think they're going to want that to happen.
0: Hey, Mike, we appreciate the time. Uh, Great insight to West Virginia football. What can we uh, find on uh, West Virginia 247 Sports?
13: We'll we'll have a whole bunch of uh, pregame coverage tomorrow, live coverage, and then afterwards, it's been a pretty busy offseason for basketball with transfers coming in and out, which... uh, I think you guys have basketball solved in your neck of the woods. (laughs) Trying to catch up by using the transfer portal. And I think kind of borrowing from the Drew playbook of getting older guys in there and developmental players who don't mind sitting out and getting better. It's a way to do it, and now there's proof for it. So kind of copying the blueprint here, I think.
0: Hey, Mike, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Anytime. Talk Thank to God. you soon. Mike Casaza from uh, West Virginia 247 Sports. 521. Interesting answer on the quarterback situation. Yeah, Don't want to cause any controversy right now. Well, don't want to show anything, too. with our, with. our We don't want to show our stud, so we're just going to run out yeah. our starter who's pretty pedestrian, and uh, holy moly. That's going to be a mess. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be something to keep an wow. eye on this year. Yeah, and Ooh. I mean, you know, he basically said, hey, look, they, they got Maryland and, and Virginia, uh, Tech. Virginia Tech right out of the box you better get it done daddy or, or you know some dude named greens gonna oh yeah that he said funny. basically he said you know this dude's a runner and you know and he's well basically he said this he's better than Dougie. Yeah, that's he's exactly gonna have to lose what he job. said i was trying to be a little more politically correct wow <laughs> holy moly Ooh, but we're man. not we're not going to show the world yeah uh in in april yeah. and we're not going to have these two dudes at each other's throat through the summer so we're just going to throw a sneak attack and let them come in and beat somebody. We're just going to just go on about our business on Saturday, and then uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get back with you in, in August. Of, uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. How about that one? All right, 522. John's coming up in a couple of minutes, but right now we're going to talk about our friends over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They just closed. They just closed. You just missed them, but that's okay. They'll be open tomorrow from 8 until noon. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, and Saturdays from 8 until noon. You can always check them out. 24/7 at pioneerboys.com They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. The Emerys have uh, they, they just it's a family-owned and operated business and we're talking about four generations and that fourth generation headed up by Braden and uh, they they just do a great job and they have one goal in mind when you when you leave Pioneer Steel and Pipe you leave as a satisfied and happy customer mm-hmm. and a customer that is coming back the next time you need those type of products. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers uh, and, and just well they also stock American grade 60 rebar 3 8 inch to 3 quarter inch. They're your one stop shop for all your steel needs and if you uh, if you got a barn on your mind and you're thinking about building barn dominium and really you need you need some help with step one, contact my friends over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They'll help you find the best contractor for that particular project. They service the largest selection of metal building contractors in all of Central Texas, and they'd be happy to help point you in the right direction. We're talking about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Remember, when you uh, purchase from Pioneer Steel and Pipe, they deliver and they unload. Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Go see them and tell them we sent you by.
6: This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
7: Everybody's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a busy weekend in Baylor Athletics is already underway. Acrobatics and tumbling will compete for a national championship tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
0: Now
6: back to today's Baylor sports beat here again is the voice John Morris
7: and back on today's Baylor sports beat Baylor acrobatics and tumbling the five-time NCATA national champions will compete for another national championship tonight on the floor in the Farrell Center. Baylor, the number two seed in the national championships, knocked off third seed Oregon last night. Tonight, they'll match up with top seed Azusa Pacific beginning at 7 p.m. the match on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Also today, Baylor softball opens a series in Ames against Iowa State. Baseball on the road in Lubbock against number five Texas Tech. Here is baseball head coach Steve Rodriguez on the matchup with the Red Raiders. Uh, no, really good team. Uh, they're playing well this year. Uh, I think you know they've
8: had some injuries, just like a lot of us uh, have kind of been dealing with. But uh, they've done a really good job this season in regards to how they're how they've been performing. So we got to go up there and we got to play well. How much better prepared do y'all feel for a, a top ten team like you know as opposed to when you played them the first two weeks of the year? The, uh, the big thing is I think we have a better understanding of who we are as a club. You know, when you're a year out and you haven't really competed against anybody, you know, you kind of sit there and you're like, okay, who are we going to be here? Uh, but now that we're halfway through this or even getting three quarters of the way through this, uh, it's you know, you have a great understanding of who each guy is, uh, how they work well together, uh, where they fit in the lineup and on the field. And um, I think a big thing for me is just the personality of the guys have really started to develop and, and kind of taking shape. And it, it gives you a better understanding
7: when you start going into games like this. Coach Rod and the Bears in Lubbock to take on Texas Tech beginning tonight at 6.30. They'll also play tomorrow at 2 and Sunday at 2 in Lubbock. Baylor women's tennis opens play in the Big 12 championships today at noon against TCU. Men's tennis opens Sunday at 4 against either Oklahoma or TCU. And Baylor football wraps up spring drills with the green and gold game tomorrow at noon at McLean Stadium. The broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas, also televised on Big Twelve Now on ESPN Plus. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a great weekend. More Monday. I'm John Morris.
0: The annual Green and Gold football game is set for noon on Saturday, and you can catch all the action here on ESPN Central Texas. Our coverage begins with the tailgate show Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Garrett Ross, Q, and me as we get you ready for Baylor football. Our tailgate show is brought to you in part by It Fuels and TFNB, your bank for life. It's the Baylor Green and Gold football game on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas.
7: Ram Truck Month
5: means special pricing on the new 2021 Ram Trucks at Allen Samuels. The three-peat motor trend truck of the year, Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, has special values up to 5500 or 0% for 84 months. Allen Samuels, located at 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, Central Texas New Ram Commercial Truck Headquarters, with 3,500 and 5,500 chassis cabs and other great work trucks. Visit Allen Samuels today. It's Ram Truck Month. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. It's okay to
7: say group on the radio. It's not a bad word. In fact, at Globe Life Field, group is a good word. This year, the Texas Rangers new ballpark offers a safe place for you and your group to watch a game together. There are new group spaces and new group ticket prices start with just 10 guests. Don't be ashamed. Groups are good. Let us help you find the best space and deal for your group at 972Rangers or TexasRangers.com.
13: My house has a new
9: here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with durolite That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months.
2: I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. The second ranked Baylor acrobatics and tumbling team advanced to their sixth straight national title meet after knocking off number three Oregon on Thursday. The Bears will take on number one seed Azusa Pacific in the 2021 NCATA National Championship on Friday at 7 p.m. in the Farrell Center. Baylor softball begins a three game road series in Ames with Iowa State today at 4 p.m. Baylor leads the series 39 15. It is 16 5 all time in Ames. You can listen to this game on 101.3 Cool FM. The Baylor baseball team begins their road series with fifth-ranked Texas Tech tonight at 630. Tyler Thomas will take the mound tonight for the Bears. He is 4-2 on the season with a 1.95 ERA. You can listen to this game on 1660 ESPN starting with the pregame show at 615. Sports Center,
1: every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with Baylor softball on ESPN Central Texas.
0: 534, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we're brought to you by Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business from the Allen Samuels Studios. All right, so this is really kind of cool. We got the NFL draft coming up uh, in what, next week? week, Yeah, Yeah, next week. 32 years ago today, the NFL draft was held. The 89 NFL draft. I'm not going to say anything else first selection that we're going to talk about is this particular player
8: i can't imagine that this is going to be more than about a three-minute call i mean the phone companies aren't going to make a lot on this one because the cowboys made it official two days ago cowboys select
12: troy aikman quarterback ucla really was never any doubt coach jimmy johnson with us that you were going to make him your
9: choice well there was no question in our mind for the simple reason you know we've known troy for a long long time he's a He's a class individual. I think he's a very talented uh, individual. And and we looked at the long range. We looked at the future of the Dallas Cowboys and what player was going to have the greatest impact for a long time. And we really feel like that uh, this year, Troy Aikman, without question in our mind, uh, was the player that we needed and the player that uh, could have such a positive influence on our uh, club.
0: That's Jimmy Johnson. You also heard the voice of uh, Pete Rozelle. And that's a guy that's uh, got a couple of Super Bowl pieces of hardware, and now he's a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
2: I thought that was really cool. And I was looking, man, through this list, and five of the guys that were drafted this year were Hall of Famers. And I always think it's cool to kind of reflect on drafts or reflect on recruiting classes and see how many people actually panned out and you know what just didn't work.
0: Now, Troy came from UCLA but began at Oklahoma. Yep, The third pick comes from Oklahoma State
1: Detroit Lions Detroit Lions select Barry Sanders running back of Oklahoma State
9: boy well, he's not small Bob he's just short you watch him he's got great quickness tremendous elusiveness as a runner great instincts and vision uh, a lot different than Worley the other top back in this draft Worley has more power and more raw speed but Barry is much more instinctive and much uh, quicker and if you watch him he evades tacklers and makes people miss He's going to be a 1,500-yard rusher in the NFL next season, and uh, he has a great future, and he will generate excitement with the Detroit Lions organization, which is something they desperately need right now.
0: That is the third overall pick in the 1989 NFL draft. That occurred on this date 32 years ago. The fourth-round pick goes to the former Dallas Texans, now the Kansas City Chiefs. It was Derek Thomas. It was Derek Thomas, the linebacker. And then the fifth-round pick... Goes to the Atlanta Falcons and they pick a Florida State Seminole.
1: Atlanta Falcons first round choice
11: Deion Sanders, cornerback, Florida State.
0: When Detroit took the
11: other Sanders, I saw a big grin come across your face. I was so happy. I was going, but I was kind of scared. I thought Detroit was going to take me. I would have asked for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. (laughs) On layaway, uh huh. No baseball's leverage there, huh? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Put me on layaway. So the first five picks go Troy Aikman to the Cowboys, Tony Mandrich to Green Bay, Barry Sanders to the Detroit Lions, Derek Thomas to the Kansas City Chiefs, and Deion Sanders to the Atlanta Falcons. Not bad. Not bad football players. And then don't forget that Sanders, that's Deion, by the way, and Troy Aikman ended up on the same football team. Cool. Yeah, so there you go. Good stuff. All right, uh, it's 538-22 away from 6. We're going to step aside, and um, we've got more of game time coming up in just a couple of minutes.
6: Baylor Baseball,
0: all season long
6: here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas.
7: The Bears open a series in Lubbock tonight against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. 6:15 for the warm-up show, 6-30, first pitch, for Baylor Tech Big 12 Baseball tonight.
6: Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: It's the Jeep celebration event going on now at Allen Samuels. You'll find special pricing on a new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to 3750 or 0% for 72 months. Also, check out the new 2021 Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus or Lux with up to 5000 in total values or 0% interest for 84 months. Allen Samuels, the best place to find your new Jeep. Located at 201 West Loop 340. Come by, let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements.
4: So for the past four plus years, we at Pickup Outfitters have been fighting the good fight to end truck nudity and make our streets safe for children. We've put our money where our mouth is in our red mascot truck Diablo, maybe the most recognized truck in Central Texas. You've probably seen Diablo driving around town or parked in front of Pickup Outfitters. Well now you can take the shortcut to having a fully outfitted truck because Diablo can be your personal truck. The Pickup Outfitters mascot truck is for sale to one lucky Central Texan or local business and as part of the sale, $10,000 of the proceeds will be donated to charity. That's right. You can own Diablo loaded with $30,000 worth of accessories, and you can also help out a local charity. The asking price is 40000 which is way below market value. You can see Diablo in person, look it over, and get all the details at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Check it out on the web at createacommotion.com. Everything is bigger in Texas. Yeah, it's a cliche, but when you actually see that oversized passion, resilience, hustle, and Lone Star Pride, you understand. The spirit of Texas is vast, diminishes the doubters, fuels our fearlessness, and leaves absolutely no room for quit, that is Straight Up
7: Texas. Get your tickets at TexasRangers.com.
0: You want it hot. You want it now. Hot honey pizza, that is. Red sauce, mozzarella, parmesan, ricotta, pepperoni, salami, jalapenos, and a hefty drizzle of Mike's hot honey drizzled on the pizza when it's bubbly and fresh out of the oven. Go to Village Pizzeria at Union Hall in Waco for the unforgettable hot honey pizza that'll keep you going back for more. Visit Village Pizzeria in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Try the hot honey pizza.
1: You'll be back for more. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics. Time for the grab bag with Tom and Garrett on Game Time.
0: All right, 542. It's 18 away from 6. Time for the grab bag here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Garrett, we're glad you're with us as uh, we roll through here on a – A Friday afternoon. All right, let's uh, begin by talking about the Green and Gold game. Again, that's coming up tomorrow, 11 a.m. for our program. We will have a a pregame tailgate show beginning at 11 a.m. from McLean Stadium. And then John, J.J., and Ricky with the call of the uh, Green and Gold game coming up at noon. And again, don't forget, Coach uh, Scott Drew, Coach Jerome Tang, and Coach Kim Mulkey will be uh, calling plays I bet Coach Mulkey. I bet she. I bet she blitzes. What do you want to bet? She's going to have to. You yeah. know she will. Uh, Davion Mitchell is going to be there. He'll uh, be receiving the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year Award. Bruiser's locker room will open at 10 a.m. The stadium will open at 11 a.m. And again, the game right here on ESPN Central Texas. And our coverage will begin. With the uh, tailgate show at 11 a.m. Baylor softball, they are uh, and I forgot to get the score. My my apologies, but they're up and running. I believe they're up five to two over Iowa State in game one of that three game series. They'll play game two tomorrow at one, and Sunday's uh, finale will be at noon. All of those games over on our sister station 101.3 Cool. FM Baseball gets underway in about, oh, I don't know, 45 minutes from right now in Lubbock Dan Law Field as the Bears open up a three-game set with fifth-ranked Texas Tech. And again, uh, Derek will have the call of those three games for you out in Lubbock, 6.30 tonight, 2 o'clock Saturday and 2 o'clock Sunday, all right here on ESPN Central Texas and again Garrett uh, I'm it's my opinion that this is a huge huge series for for the Bears that uh, they uh, they got they got to get things going here mm-hmm. uh just a, just a big it's a big series I mean it just really is so uh in, in where they're at in the standings you know in in, in trying to build that RPI mm-hmm. and trying to build that resume uh, as you, as you head down the stretch, you got to win some road games and you got to win some road series. And, and this, this is a big one from in, in my opinion.
2: No, it really is. And I think when you look at, it's not going to be easy. Tech's only lost two games at home this year. Um, but they are, they're a team that's right now. It's kind of riddled with injuries and they kind of, they took it this week off uh, to kind of heal up a little bit in preparation for Baylor. But I think this is one of those series where they have an opportunity, the Bears have an opportunity to go in there and steal at least one of these games. All right, uh, let's
0: see what else is going on in the world of sports. UTEP football coach Dana Dibble and former UTEP softball coach Tobin Echo Hawk received one-year show calls restrictions and the athletic department was placed on a year's probation uh, for some violations, that th- it looked like on the football side that they had some, some too many coaches. Everybody's got too many coaches. Yeah, absolutely, or analysts, analysts, whatever analyst. the case may be. Associate ads in charge of yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, Missouri State coach Bobby Petrino. Remember him? Uh, Coached in Arkansas yeah. and Louisville. And, had a little incident. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, he, well, he's um, he's he's the guy. In the Missouri Valley Football Conference this year, he's the coach of the year. Petrino guided his uh, his his football team to a 5-1 record, and they played in the spring, and it got lost. Did I, you I don't understand know, that. Did, did you even know it was going on? No. I, Would just, you even know the SWAC was playing or whatever if, if Deion Sanders is not a coach at Jackson? No. no, of the, course not. The
2: crazy thing is like, – It even, got lost. Well, even in our own state, right, you have Sam Houston playing this weekend. Yes.
0: And it's nowhere to be found. Nobody is talking about it. It was, in my mind, it was, it, you know, and we covered Mary Harden-Baylor. We did it extensively uh, and, and, and carried all those games on our sister station, right. Fox Sports Central Texas. I, I, I just think, it, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I think it was a mistake to play in the spring. It should have been play in the fall or don't play. No, I, yeah, I agree with you. And.
2: Yeah, because I mean, it It got lost. It did. But at the same time, you would think that the way we're our appetite for football, right? You think that you would be able to
0: get. Viewership. You think that you would be able to promote it, and that just hasn't been the case. You would have if you would have promoted it, and it wouldn't have got lost. But I mean, you had the start of you had you had the NCAA basketball tournament. Going you're not on. going up against that. You're not going up against that, not not in you know if it's D one, you are right. But they're not going to do that. But it, it it just didn't have a place where it could call its you know call yeah. home. And then there was just no real promotion of it, and I didn't see a whole lot of it on television. Hey, look, I was home on some Saturdays flipping through the channels, didn't
2: see it. Well, I mean, and you bring up a good point there, really, with the tournament because usually that's something ESPN would have picked up. Whether it, and I'm not saying necessarily the main ESPN, but you have ESPN two, ESPN U, one of them would have been able to pick it up. But with all everything tied up in doing both the tournaments, not just well, actually three, because ESPN was doing the NIT. And then you had the women's tournament women's and turn- the men's. Mm-hmm. yeah, there was no way to get them on TV.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean you had Fox and you had the other networks, CBS and, and those guys. Them, they, but were, you know, CBS was certainly carrying basketball yeah. and it but it, it just didn't it just didn't work. And if you were playing the games and it was a limited schedule, you right. saw he, he went five and one. If you're playing the games just to play then okay, it, it it worked fine. But if you're playing the games because you're looking for television and you're looking and you just wanted to delay it and and push it back, mm. it didn't work. It was it was a mistake. It was, but I mean, I, I, at
2: the end of the day, I guess it's important to kind of get reps and let those, especially if you have upperclassmen.
0: Well, play no, in save, the fall. they're granted to come back. Yeah, play in the fall. Yeah, you're right. Play in the fall. All right, that is our uh, our grab back here. It's uh, five forty nine. Big weekend
2: plans. Well, I'll be up here. I'll run the game. Uh, my son's got a game on Saturday, so he'll do that. And then Sunday, How are we doing? Are we 1-1, one and 2-0? One, okay, look. So we're, I'm going to say. <laughs> here we go. I'm going to say we're 1-1 one and one because the game we played on Tuesday night. Yeah. We had five players show up, and the other team had, like, their whole team. So they had more people touch home than we did.
0: Why did we not only. Why did we only have five, five well, players? Well,
2: a lot of these. A lot of the kids, like. For instance, my son usually goes to bed at like 7, 30 or 8, and a lot of kids mm-hmm. with special needs, that's kind of when you try to lay them down and because it takes a while. It's right. not like a traditional kid where, oh, we're going to go to bed and all right, you're out. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> it's yeah. not how this works. So uh, I think a lot of that is, and a lot of these kids are really into routines. If you got to stay in your routine. So playing those night games, it's going to be
0: difficult for a lot of kids to make it just a dumb question. Could we not then maybe bump up the start time a little bit? Well,
2: it, see, you're going to have cause like we had a game Somebody before Somebody has ours. to play it. Correct. New, you okay. had a, yeah, you had a I game before
0: you. ours. So you try to get two games in and we just drew the late game. I got you. All right. It's uh, 549, 11 away from 6 as we uh, roll along here on this uh, on this Friday afternoon. And again, we will uh, we'll begin at 11 a.m. tomorrow. 11 a.m. It'll be... Uh, we'll be at uh, McLean Stadium Q's going to join me Garrett will uh, will be on the program and uh, we're going to have uh, John and JJ and Ricky and John Warner and and Jerry Hill and all these guys going to hang out and we're just going to talk some football and I'm looking forward to to just conversating about the upcoming season and, and what's going on there.
2: What is it like tomorrow as you're going out there and mm-hmm. you're watching this unfold? You've had an opportunity over the past couple of weeks. Now that you've seen it, you've seen some of the progression.
0: What in particular are you looking for tomorrow at the end of the day? Okay. So, you know, like most fans, we start on the offensive side of the football. I want to watch O-line protection and I want to watch quarterback production. Right. I, I, I You know, and, and again, those kind of go hand in hand they kind of go hand in hand quarterback production a lot of times is based on how well he is protected so i want to see how the o line performs and how the quarterbacks perform right. so o line giving giving the correct protection getting those blocks to get the running backs into the into space and then i want to see if the quarterback's going to have time to to go through the progressions right. in his reads and get the football out of his hands. So those are the two things I'm looking for. All right, got to go. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. We'll do this again on Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock.